We sent a reporter to the Rio Grande Valley to talk to farm workers about climate change and how it affects their lives. I'm Evan Lehman, editor of Climate Wire. I'm Robin Bravender, deputy editor of Climate Wire. You're listening to the Climate Lead. Scott Waldman went to South Texas a couple weeks ago to do a story about a very conservative area that is an outlier in the sense that there are a lot of people there who believe in climate change. Tell us about that place. Um, so it's it's outside of McAllen, Texas, and uh, it's called Mercedes, which is sort of like suburbs into farm area. Um, and this is where, I didn't even realize it's a very fertile region of the country because of the Rio Grande. It's like a floodplain of the Rio Grande. So the soil is great for growing cilantro, celery, watermelon, there's uh, orange groves, there's also cotton, so there are hundreds of thousands of farm workers who live there to pick it. Why'd you decide to go there? I just saw on a Yale Climate Opinion map um, months ago um, that one of the regions where people are most worried about the country, are most worried about climate change in the whole country, is this area, three quarters of the people in, in this, these counties along the border from McAllen to Laredo and down to Brownsville worry about climate change. That's the level you see in like New York City and Washington DC, just very blue liberal areas. And there's really nowhere else like it in the country where it's like such a, a concern. And in, in going and reporting it, I really shifted. I didn't even think that I'd focus on farm workers so much, but I just realized it's a really important story to tell. And they're one of the most vulnerable populations to climate change by far in the country, and it's just sort of like one more pressure point on them in addition to these other challenges. You know, if you're, a lot of them are undocumented, um, and they can get exploited by farm bosses who don't want to pay them. They have no recourse to go and try to get their wages, and you heard stories like that. So um, I think it's a threat multiplier I've heard climate change described as in other situations, and it certainly is here. So why is belief in climate change high there? Um, I think it's just a part of people's everyday life in a way that it's not elsewhere. They, the temperatures in southern Texas are increasing. Um, the heat waves are increasing as a result of climate change. It's only going to get worse in the future. Heat waves are more intense. They last longer. Um, and also, it doesn't cool down at night as much as it used to, which is, um, if you're a farm worker living in you know, fairly modest home, some of these homes are sort of slapped together. Um, with parts as people can afford to buy them, and there might be multiple families living in there, so there's no air conditioning. I mean, it's like probably a pretty hot and miserable place come July when the cotton needs to be picked, and that's like a big intensive harvesting season down there. Tell us about one of the most interesting people you met. Um, gosh, I met a lot of characters. Um, I, there's this couple, um, Linda and Jesse Martinez, and they were farm workers and now they run this type of business you don't even know exists. They're the people that basically get the farm workers and bring them to the fields. Um, when, when a drought hits and it, it can quickly kill like a whole crop of onions, um, I think they were telling me a local field of 50 acres had just sort of been ruined and it was gonna have to be plowed under. Like it happens pretty quickly. Here's how the Martinez has described it to me when I was standing with them in a field as they were preparing to bring in their crew to harvest it. It hurts us, but the farmer puts, they have insurance, right? They claim the insurance, so they don't, they don't lose very much. But we do, they depend on this for that to put food on their table. 
Yeah. And there used to be a lot more people before that used to clip onions than there is now. Why is that? the younger generations just don't want to work in the fields anymore. Scott also spoke with Sylvia Murphy of MET, which trains farm workers on staying hydrated. Hi, Sylvia. Tell me how, how much of a risk is heat stress for the folks who are there harvesting the vegetables in the fields? It is a high risk. Uh, it is one of your more dangerous areas aside from the pesticide exposure. You're sweating and you're losing whatever uh, liquid it is in your body. And when do, what do you try to impart to folks that are in the fields when you're doing training sessions with them? What, do you, what is like some of the most important lessons um, that you want them to take away First and foremost is that I always recommend that they try and drink a 16-ounce bottle of water, you know, every 30 minutes because technically it's maybe 8 ounces or what have you or a little bit less every 15 minutes. But the first thing that a lot of the workers tell me is that's taking too much time out of the work. So I strongly recommend that at least a, a bottle of uh, 16 ounces of water every 30 minutes. And and I, just for a second, I wanted to sort of get into your personal background. I think you said, were you a fifth generation Mexican-American? Is that right? Yes, we're very proud Texans, Mexican-Americans. <laughs> and uh, the majority of them, at one time or another, our family members all worked out in the fields. As a matter of fact, my dad is uh, still working out in the fields. He went back again to his uh, roots, so to speak. And so now he works as a, a service technician for the Bow Weevil Eradication Program here in Texas. And he's 77 years old. I make sure that he's got his little ice just full of water. Okay, take care. Okay, thank you. Are their voice heard? Is their voice heard on climate change? And, you know, these are non-voting people, probably, mm -hmm. if, they're, if they're not U.S. citizens. That, that's a great question. I think that... Probably it's not, and I think that we'll see in, the, in their election coming up. Is Sylvia Murphy. She said, you know, this is the blue tip of Texas. This is the part that's combining to make it a purple state instead of a fully red state. You know, she was pretty convinced that Beto O'Rourke can beat Ted Cruz because of the enthusiasm among the Hispanic population of the state that is able to vote. Check out Scott's story and more at eenews.net. Thanks for listening.